Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. So one of the things that keeps us from mastery is some karma. And when we come into this lifetime, there are karmic ties. And often we incarnate with our families and we have relationships and we can identify what those relationships are. Sometimes they are our greatest adversaries to bring us back into love. Well, my guest today is a spiritual teacher and a quantum energy healer who's here to talk with us in a very interesting and profound lesson about how we can finally heal our family and relationship karma. Let's welcome Matthew John back to Quantum Conversations. Matthew, thank you for being here once again. Hi, Loren. I'm, thank you for having me. Uh, so my first question is, you know, like on how Saturday Night Live, if you're, I think it's like your fifth appearance, you get a jacket. So <laughs> this is my third appearance. So when, when do I get the Quantum Conversations light, light jacket or whatever? <laughs> I think we have a special aromatherapy pendant for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm and you totally get that joking, after three. But... No, it's funny. I, but no, no I love your teachings. Joking. Your teachings are well received here. You remind us Thank you. in Thank a, you. an interesting way of other spiritual teachers we see out there. Um mm. we've heard testimonials. You're Matt Kahn has you've been likened mm. to Matt Kahn in a way. And so it's different, but the teachings are uh, you're just so very real in your teachings, and I think that helps everyone. So you're here to really assist starseeds too, right? And so we were saying that it's crazy that we actually may not believe that we would ever choose the family that we came into. But Mm -hmm. let's start there. When we figure that part out or when we realize Mm -hmm. it or see it, it could be incredibly healing and empowering. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And thank you so much for the, the compliment. I, I'm so honored to be even in the same paragraph as someone like Matt Kahn. I have such incredible respect for him and, and his work. And, um, 
I, I, yeah, I'm really grateful to be back here. And yeah, so what we're going to do today, we're going to be diving in on multiple levels to the idea of karma and the idea of family and relationships. Like we, to, to point out, you know, for those of those people who are listening live or within the the week around this uh, this full moon here, you know, this is a really potent time for family karma and for romantic relationship karma to be negotiated because of the energies, because of the 1111 portal, which is a, a timeline convergence, which, you know, sounds like, what the heck does that mean? But it literally means a time when the veil's thin and we become more into a vertical, vertical uh, paradigm of time where we have the opportunity to heal things in different lifetimes and in even, even different dimensions while being in the present moment of looking at your iPhone and it says November 12th, November 13th, November 14th. And even for those of you who are listening to this, you know, a, a little bit later, it, it's, this is always a relevant topic. I mean, <laughs> why, why, do, why is, right, Lauren, why is every single sitcom ever made and every single, well, most songs, <laughs> at least most pop songs, right, about family and relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. It's most books, most 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 fiction books are about relationships, and even a lot of nonfiction. It's the most pervasive theme of being a human being, bar none, is relationships. And because of that, if we really just look at that and wonder why, why is it so pervasive? Well, it's because this is what was meant to be the number one teaching tool for us as human beings, this relationships, if you really boil it down, it's really the whole point of being on this earth is negotiating relationships. And that's why it is really, our family dynamics are really important. And our family dynamics, just like you had kind of hinted at, are always by design. And this is something that people who are totally asleep will almost never want to acknowledge for people who are waking up or who are very awake, you start to be able to question things. And one of the things you might question is, well, maybe it is true. Maybe it is true that this is all by design. Maybe it is true that there was a part of me that for some reason chose my crazy parents, you know. And there's a lot of extreme situations. I work with people six days a week who the mo the majority of these people have experienced childhood abuses. They've experienced traumatic breakups. Very seldomly do I have someone, and I, I like when I do because it's 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 different. And thankfully, there's this isn't with everyone, but most people have gone through a lot of abuse, especially light workers. Light workers tend to come from. It seems like eighty percent of us seem to come from kind of traumatic backgrounds in this lifetime. And that's a whole other topic of why that happens. It's because it's, it gives us a, a very rapid opportunity to transform in this lifetime when we're given a full plate of trauma to digest and transmute, right? But it's always, generally the trauma happens through family or it happens through romantic sexual relationships. So the first thing we can kind of touch on here is, well, did you choose your family? Did you choose your parents? The answer is kind of, kind of. You, the conscious being, did not choose your parents because if you did, 
you you would uh you'd ask for a refund basically right most of us <laughs> we we say I want my money back I want to try again because I didn't get the right ones right <laughs> unless you've reached a real, you know a point of of kind of deep healing with your parents which I, I hope that a lot of you have mm-hmm. but the answer is your soul your soul chose your parents your soul chose your parents your soul chose the exact day you were born your soul chose the exact time you were born and your soul chose the exact place you were born. The reason that the soul chooses the exact date and time is because it creates an astrological imprint. And as it turns out, the, God, the more I dig into astrology, just the more it becomes apparent to me how crucial it is to, to understand and how, how important it is just for, to, to understand how, how life works here on Earth. Because your astrological imprint or your birth chart really does have a huge role in your life. And you can look at your birth chart. Someone skilled looking at birth charts can, can pinpoint certain times in your life and say, well, this happened because Chiron was here and your North Node was here and all that. Um, it's not something that I do. It's something I'd love to do someday, but I'm, I'm not talented enough to do that yet. But that's why your soul chooses the date and time. Your soul chooses the location because there's something about that location that will give you something that you're supposed to that you, you desire. Uh, for example, if you grow up in um, Texas, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe your soul chose like a, uh, a religious family growing up in the South, right? And uh, as, as, a, as a light worker, you were meant to grow up in this very closed-minded family. You know, maybe your father was a pastor. Maybe, maybe they believed in the Ten Commandments without question, and that was, and they, they read the Bible and believed in that without question and everything like that. And you were meant to break out of that paradigm and awaken to something even bigger, right? But without that experience of growing up in that family and going to church every Sunday and kind of hating it deep down, and hey, I got nothing against, against church. I'm just saying this is an example. Uh, that, that would have been there to awaken you eventually so you discover your own spirituality. You discover your own type of relationship with God or universe or source or whatever, right? It may even, may even be in your life plan in that case. There's a period of atheism. Maybe you come from, the, you know, going to church every day and then you get fed up with it and then you become an atheist. And then that doesn't satisfy you. And then you find, you know, little books falling off the shelf at Barnes & Noble or something or you're starting to listen to a show like this and all of a sudden you wake into a different relationship with God. You know, that might, or, or let's say you, you grow up in a poor country. Let's say you grow up in, in Sudan, right? In Sudan with nothing and disease and strife and wars. And, and, and your soul would desire something about that experience. And then your parents, your specific parents are absolutely chosen by your soul. And the parents that your soul chooses are generally souls that your soul knows very well. They are generally souls. There may be exceptions, and I'm not 100% sure about this. I do believe there could be exceptions. But in general, they are souls that are in your soul group of 12. And what happens is within that soul group of 12, you're constantly in different lifetimes playing different roles for each other, playing the role of father, mother, brother, best friend, romantic partner, right? And it, there definitely are exceptions. I, I, sorry. There are exceptions because, for example, you say, well, hey, Matthew, like, you know, I grew up in a family of 13, right? So obviously one of those 
you know, wouldn't be in the group as well. So obviously there are exceptions, but in general, your sole group, you, it, it's like you guys are a cast of 12 and you have written together hundreds or thousands of plays. And during each lifetime, you will have a different play and you play different roles. You dress up differently. And some sometimes a soul will sit out of play. They'll they'll be in the afterlife and just watching over or serving as a spirit guide from the afterlife. Sometimes souls don't necessarily always incarnate together. And that's when, you know, there there may be other there may be soul groups that are close with each other where they'll kind of trade, you know, this this soul will go from one soul group and play in the plays of another and vice versa. Uh, it could be kind of like that in certain cases. But in general the souls that you are your parents are very close to you up there, up in the afterlife or in heaven or whatever you want to call it. And so these, the reason your soul chooses your parents is because there's something about your parents and the way they raise you that your soul wants to experience. And when it comes down to things like abuse, we never want to think like, oh my God, like a part of what me chose this. And again, the answer is kind of. You didn't choose it, choose it. You certainly didn't deserve it. No one deserves abuse, ever. And we know that no one deserves abuse because we're moving energetically towards a planet where abuse is completely eradicated, and that's coming very soon. So we know that no one in the universe deserves abuse. However, in this third-dimensional construct, the idea, as a lot of us have heard, is to experience duality, to experience the duality of all experiences. And that includes both sides of the victimhood perpetrator paradigm. So if you were abused in this lifetime, your soul may have been an abuser in another lifetime. You may have been abused in many lifetimes. And in other lifetimes, you were the abuser. We all have. I'm not singling anyone out on this call. Me too. We all have played dark characters and light characters throughout our lifetimes. And it's because... In this 3D construct, which is somewhat unique in in our galaxy, at least, that this, the idea is to experience everything. It's like a, this Earth construct is like a video game where it's like The Sims. It's like that game The Sims where you want, you know, you want your Sim to experience everything. You know, you want to ultimately have a good life, but you want your soul to have a lot, of, your Sim to have a lot of different experiences. And even if you don't, they might anyways, you know, and I think in the game, like all sorts of stuff could happen. The stove can blow up out of nowhere or they can get like, uh, I don't know, the mumps out of nowhere or whatever, right? So the idea is the souls wants to, to experience everything, all sides of everything. So your parents are chosen to experience something, and that is meant to catalyze something else. This is the idea, and this is a kind of the core of understanding this. Learning through opposites. The soul will create a circumstance and choose the specific parents and the specific family in order to experience the opposite of what they ultimately want to experience. And I know that sounds kind of messed up or even cruel. But, for example, a lot of people who have experienced abuse in their childhood, one of the main lessons that their souls wanted them to work on in this lifetime is self-empowerment and self-esteem. And there's no quicker way 
to teach that to someone by having them be disempowered in a very brutal way, especially when they're younger. So then on their own, they have to find that empowerment through, generally through a spiritual journey. And before that, a lot of times there's a period of addiction. There's a period of codependent relationships. This is a very common theme. But it's all leading up to who you are in the future. So if you're looking, and I know there's people on this call who really resonate with us. And they, and for some of you, for some of you, you're still in it. You're still in it. And if you're in an abuse situation, get out. You've got to get out. You know, that's the first step. Some of you have moved on from abuse but are still stuck in a cycle of addiction or codependent relationships. If that's you, then know what's ahead for you is your future self who is out of that spider web of bad energy and is totally free and is empowered and has empowered relationships. And then there are those of you who are kind of at the the, the third stage, which is where you want to be, which is, well, the third, there's one more stage, but the third stage is where you are free. You are free and you are empowered. Your self-esteem is, is where it needs to be. Your solar plexus is healed because the solar plexus has to do with self-esteem completely. And you're no longer manifesting addictions or codependent relationships. And you're, you have boundaries in your life. You have boundaries with everyone and you have no problems enforcing your boundaries at all. And then, of course, the fourth stage would be teaching that in some way. Some people model it. Some people literally teach it by becoming life coaches or healers or psychics or, you know, speakers or authors or whatever. But some people just model it. And a part of modeling it may be modeling it to your children. If you were, if you grew up in a family where you were abused and then you, you have kids and you don't abuse them, you have just stopped a flow of negative karma that without you stopping it may have just continued, you know, you broke that cycle. So congratulations. And, you know, give yourself credit for that because that, that's not something everyone does. I mean, we can look at the news to see that there's still abuse going on every day, but if you didn't, then you, what an amazing thing you did for the world and for yourself. Right. So by becoming different than our parents were in the ways that they, that bothered us most, we transmute like that's one of the ways in which we transmute the karma. Well, it's interesting that you would say we have to go teach it. The next phase would be to teach it because some who go through that would be amazed that anybody would want to hear that story. But I see how that is very helpful for others because it gives them hope and it shows them how to overcome those obstacles. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you talk to any healer or teacher, including myself, most of us have gone through something. You know, yeah. most of us on this planet have gone through something anyway. Yeah, it's human. Honest. I mean, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but eventually, you know, that's something that will not really be anymore. You know, we look at uh, at societies like, the Pleiadian societies or the Syrian societies or, you know, any of the galactic societies that are operating at, at a higher dimension, mm-hmm. that stuff, there is no more abuse. There is no more disease even. That's been dealt with long ago as 
the beings ascended through the dimensions. So that's the direction we're headed. And it, it you know, from where we're at right now, it, it almost doesn't seem possible, but, but it is. I mean, the next 80 years are going to get weird, man, like weird. Um, because all of, all of this darkness has to continue to, and, and I say 80 years, but even the next 20 years, even the next year, you know, it, it, everything has to come to surface to be looked at and dealt with and transmuted. So eventually, you know, 80 years from now when kids are being born, there's no karma left. There, there's, there's nothing left where, and they're not choosing parents anymore where they are going to be abused to learn something. No, everyone has gone through their particular soul lessons. And now the next step, whoever decides to remain on the planet is to experience the fifth dimensional earth. And I, and I, I don't know exactly how this is going to work, but I do believe that for many of us, once we leave this lifetime, we'll have a choice whether to move, you know, maybe go back to our star origins or to continue having incarnations here, but on the 5D Earth. I think a lot of us may have that choice. So that's where we're headed. But for now, we got to deal with what is. We got to we got to deal mm-hmm. with the reality of what is, and uh, and how how do we transmute it? So um, I want to give some some examples, some more examples uh, of of kind of how this plays out, and also just to go into a little bit more detail about the pre-birth planning. So. Up in, I like to call it heaven, and I know for a lot of people that has a, you know, religious connotation, but what I mean by heaven is the astral plane. And the astral plane is an unlimited place, but if you had to visualize it, the astral plane would be around the planet. It would be around the planet. That's the fourth dimension, the astral plane. And in the astral plane, you have, this is where souls reside. This is where the afterlife is. It's also where demons are. It's where dark dark entities are it's where all sorts of weird stuff is in this astral plane around the earth and earth earth's astral plane is more congested than the astral planes of a fifth dimensional planet there's a lot of darkness in the astral plane but just just speaking about where souls reside so wherever that is literally what it what it kind of seems like is souls in whatever form they are will sit down up there and plan intricately out these lifetimes intricately. What is planned versus what is free will? Well, I don't know if there's any concrete answer to this. From my experience and research and channelings and all that, it's the big things. The big things in your life are planned. The big things, the relationships, the accidents, the accidents, the illnesses, the big jobs, um, things like that, those are planned. The little day-to-day things are not. You have complete free will, complete free will. And one of the aspects of learning for a soul is having that free will because the soul will plan a lifetime with many different side roads, with many, many different forks in the road where the soul says, all right, well, if my character, you know, again, it's like the Sims, except you lose control of the character. So once my character goes into the video game, I don't know what the heck he's going to do. You know, I can whisper in his ear, and the guides around him can whisper in his ear, but we don't know what the heck he's going to do. And so if he does this, well, okay, maybe, then this will happen. But if he does this, then this will happen. So there's many different forks in the road, different timelines, so to speak, with that. But if there's something major that needs to happen, it'll happen no matter what in your lifetime, including relationships, including good things, including, like, your twin flame. Like, God, I know so many of us are 
craving our twin flame, right? Including myself. And it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It just may take longer if you aren't ready. But if you get on with your highest possible timeline, boom, it's going to happen faster, right? But to relate this back to how souls plan out these incarnations, well, you, the way your parents are going to act towards you, the way, the general way that you're going to act towards your parents, that is pretty planned out because that has to do with karma. Now, so here's where we get into the idea of karma. So there's, it, there's a couple types of karma that I want to bring up. First of all, what is karma? The simplest way to describe karma is this. Karma equals action. That really is all it means. Karma is action. So karma is the accumulation of actions that you have taken anytime you're a physical being. Now, karma, the way that we're referring to it, which is generally has a, a bit of a negative connotation, right? Because karma seems like something that you did wrong or you got to deal with. So in that sense, karma, negative karma, is an accumulation of any act against the law of love. What is the law of love? The law of love is, you know, in, in essence, uh, respecting another as yourself, respecting another being as yourself, right? And when we go against that, and even that means by hurting oneself, you're going against it because then you're not respecting yourself as you would respect God or you would respect source, right? Or you would respect, you would respect the essence of all life, right? Taking away life from oneself, you know, through suicide or through um, through hurting oneself in any way, is an act against God, too, because you are God. So that would accumulate karma, too, right? So that's the essence of, of what karma is. It's, it's go anytime you've gone against that law of love, ever. However, it's a bit more complicated than that because sometimes, like we already hinted, the soul actually desires to accumulate karma in order for it to kind of unaccumulate the karma to unwind the karma in a future lifetime. And it sounds like a really weird thing. Like why would the soul want, why not just heal it? Well, again, it's because this, in this particular construct in the universe, which is a very unique construct in, even in the galaxy, it's a third dimensional, like it's been a strictly third dimensional construct, except for a very short period of time, in, in the, the last age of Leo, where we had Atlantis and Lemuria, where we actually became closer to a full-fledged fifth-dimensional planet. Maybe not quite. But this, in this unique construct, we want to experience everything. So we want to experience all emotions and all sides of every experience. This is why souls come here, to experience that. And through that, there is tremendously rapid growth in the whole sense of the universe and time and space. Because growing through that duality is so damn difficult and so painful that there's absolute growth that happens over a course of hundreds of lifetimes. Absolutely. So different types of karma. Individual karma is karma you've accumulated when you were in physical body here on the planet. You accumulate that karma, that karma somewhere in your energy field. And then you, in this lifetime, perhaps you're starting to unwind, unwind that karma and transmute it. One of the best ways that we transmute that karma is by helping others. By helping others, the, the best way we transmute the karma is by learning to love ourselves and forgive ourselves unconditionally. That's the most important part. But also helping others, being of service, is a huge part too. Karma accumulated between souls. So 
different. So like I said, you are a soul. Your parents each have souls. Okay. Now, let's say something happened between yourself and your mom in a past lifetime. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give an example, a real example of what I believe happened between my mother and I in our most recent lifetime. So in this lifetime with my mom, she's <laughs> she's always been the most aggravating part of my life, to be quite honest. Um, even when everything else has gone pretty well in my life, she's been a constant source of aggravation. At the same time, she's my best friend. She's the best friend I've ever had. I, I've never been closer really with, with anyone than my mom. So I know that our souls are very close, but that we also do have some deep karma together. And what I've, what I've received, what I've seen is with, you know, the help of some, someone else who's helped me see it and all that, and also on my own, was that in the past lifetime, um, she had been very abusive to me. It was our most recent lifetime together. It was the same situation where I was her son, she was my mom. She's very abusive. And she even locked me up, like kept me locked up and whipped me. And like, I was almost like a slave to her. And she was very mentally unstable. And that carry, that karma carried over into this lifetime because I've always had this, like, I, I'm an only child. And as a kid, I would constantly be screaming at her. And I'm constantly having dreams where I'm screaming at her. And even into my 20s and even into my 30s, once in a while, we have a little fight and I'm screaming at her. And yeah, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm the spiritual teacher here and I'm helping so many people. But once in a while, like, I go back to being a kid, you know? And it's because of this karma, this past life karma, where I subconsciously have always felt like she betrayed me. She hurt me. She kept me from living my life. And I got to make her pay. I got to make her pay somehow. When I was a little kid, I used to um, do things that would scare her intentionally. Like, I, I remember this. Like, when I was three, I would wander the, or probably even younger, wander the other side of the playground so she couldn't see me, just so she would freak out. Things like that. Um, you know, go, you know, if they didn't want me to, in high school, you know, go party and drink, I would do it anyways and stay out all night and not come home till 9 a.m., you know. Things like that, because um, I, I wanted her to worry about me because I was wanting to make her pay emotionally, subconsciously. I never consciously knew it, but subconsciously. So that's an example of the past life karma um, between myself and my mom. So how does this get resolved in this lifetime between me and her? Well, it's already starting to get resolved, thankfully. Our relationship has improved immensely over the past decade. Um, but it, it ultimately, the, the trajectory of all karmic relationships is ultimately towards resolution. So that's something important to remember. All, just like everything in, in the universe is meant to be resolved, that also includes relationships. And karma, it includes karmic relationships with dense past life karma in them. So we're already on our way, but it really gets resolved by becoming the person that you thought they were preventing you from become that's a becoming that's a big thing to remember you need to become the person that's somewhere deep inside you your inner child believes that this person was trying to prevent me consciously or subconsciously from becoming that person and when you become that person there's no longer any feeling inside that this person stopped you from doing anything so when someone abuses you when someone when a parent abuses you you're going to live, you're going to hold on to that inside for the rest of your life until you deal with it through therapy or coaching or whatever. And during that time when you're holding on to it, there's a part of you that subconsciously believes you cannot manifest something. It might be happiness. It might be you can't manifest a relationship. 
that is a healthy one. You might not be able to manifest money. You might not be able to manifest uh, good health, right? Or it could be all of those. And that would be in your subconscious field, and then that will happen. You will not manifest those things. You'll struggle with one or more pieces of the puzzle until you deal with the, the trauma on a deep level and you heal it. Then all of a sudden, everything else frees up for you, and you suddenly have more free will than you had before. And then there's no longer any feeling. You'll know when the karma starts to get healed between yourself and a family member, especially when you no longer feel that trigger anymore. You no longer feel that density with this person. And you just feel more like they're a good friend almost. And it can be very difficult when people, when you want to work on something, but they don't because they're unconscious. They're asleep. That's so common with people that I work with. Their sister or whatever is totally asleep. And a lot of times the truth is in some circumstances that the karma itself will not be resolved in this lifetime. It will not be resolved until at least one person has gone to the afterlife. And from the afterlife, it may be resolved even while one person is still on the planet. And a lot of times the way that gets resolved, at least part of, part of the way it gets resolved, is by the person who's in the afterlife becomes a spirit guide for the person who's on the earth still and starts to whisper in their ear and starts to talk to them as out of service, out of, out of desire to heal the karma and to be of service. A lot Sometimes it's when both beings are back in the afterlife. Or sometimes it is not planned to resolve it in this lifetime and it requires another lifetime. So, again, you guys come back, maybe, maybe you change roles. A lot of times uh, what happens is beings will change roles. So father-daughter in one lifetime, daughter becomes a father, father becomes a daughter in the next lifetime. And it might be a similar situation. Father abuses daughter or is never around and is never emotionally available. Soul experiences that. Soul one, let's say, experiences that. Who's the daughter? Next lifetime, soul one becomes a father, does the same thing to the daughter, and it's out of a contract between the souls, an agreement, like a handshake agreement up in heaven, to help each other experience this. Then, let's say life three comes around, soul one and soul two, maybe now they become a romantic couple, and they both come from abuse, and they help each other heal their abuse with each other, or they're good friends. And they help each other heal their abuse. And then they both become free. So they had experienced both sides of the victimhood, perpe victim perpetrator paradigm, both sides of the karma, then healed the karma by helping each other. That's something that happens a lot. There's so much to this. And we're going to get into more. But, uh, Lauren, I just wanted to give you a chance to, to interject here, and you know, if you'd like. Well, <clears throat> thank you. I mean, it makes us look at our own lives so much, and um, it does make sense. I wanted to ask a question that came in, and I thought of this as well, when you were speaking about mm -hmm. soul groups and um, the 12 that we come in with. Is it? You said it in general. Um, why is there 12? Is that like an immediate soul group, and then there are there uh, clusters that are larger? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's there's clusters of twelve. That there's twelve clusters of twelve. And twelve clusters together, of twelve. Those, mm. 
12 plus or 12, 144, and uh, that is part of what people will call like the oversoul, the oversoul, or the monad. Now, please, someone mm. correct me if I'm if I'm not. Rem- there's a chart that I'm trying to refer to in my mind, and I forget if there's one step above the oversoul. I should I should know this. I apologize. If it's 12 times 12 times 12, or if it's just 12 times 12. But either way, yes, they, they're 144 would be the next step. So mm-hmm. 100. So which is which is inter- interesting thing to look at. So if and and out of those 144, it's unlikely that all would be on Earth at the same time. It's likely that some of them would, and perhaps even people from maybe there's there's you know you ever like met someone like a and they just became an instant friend and you were friends with them for years and. You're like, oh my God, like, I feel like I know your soul, right? So maybe that's someone that's not in your soul group of 12, but maybe it's someone who's in the oversoul group of 144. That may be possible. Um, and, and I, I wish I had a clear answer on this. Um, a lot of this is just me seeing things and then trying to interpret it. Um, but that's mm-hmm. what I would say for that. Okay. Thank you. All right. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, individual karma, karma between souls. There's also ancestral karma. Let's talk about ancestral karma. So mm-hmm. ancestral karma is something you probably have heard before. And this is karma that gets passed on through the DNA. So the, the difference, and, and there's just a slight difference here where the accumulated individual karma, yes, it may be stored in your cells and DNA. I should word this better. It's karma from your past lives of things that you've done while in the physical form. The ancestral karma is karma from other people's past lives who are in your genetic family line as a human being. So if you look at, if you go to Ancestry.com or 23andMe or whatever those things are and you figure out your your family tree, that's what I'm talking about. That's the ancestral karma. So you have your grandfather's karma and your great, great, great grandfather's karma within you in your cells in some way. It's, it's deep in there. How much of it actually affects you as it gets passed down, it may be less and less. However, there is always something and especially your parents stuff. Your parents stuff is in you. Your parents' stuff is in you for sure. And where did they get that stuff? From their parents. And where did they get that stuff? From their parents, right? So that stuff gets passed down. The idea is to eventually clear it out so we don't have to keep passing it down. And we're going to do, before we maybe take a call or two later, we're going to do an activation, if it's all right with everyone. uh, I'm sorry, clearing, uh, to clear out some ancestral karma from everyone, Um, but the ancestral yes. karma is passed down through your family lineage, through your family tree. So, the, and the important thing to recognize with ancestral karma is this. You have to learn to recognize what is yours and what ain't yours. What is not yours? What is actually your mom's? What is actually your dad's? What is actually your grandfather's? What is actually yours? And you might find that what's actually yours then becomes a blank slate. Or maybe it's only what you've done in this lifetime and all you've experienced in this lifetime, right? Maybe you can even separate yourself from your childhood a little bit if you just consider. Is my, am I feeling my stuff or my parents' stuff, right? And when we separate ourselves from that ancestral karma, we, again, we become more free. 
So the whole point to all of this is just becoming more free than before, becoming more free. We want to become more free. And when we become more free, we have more free will to create, unfettered, to create the life we want to live. And we do that by letting go and healing this trauma, okay? And there's one other type of karma that I've identified is collective karma. And this I would attribute to certain uh, ethnic races. For example, because we all, again, if you you look at your 23andMe or whatever, you can see, all right, I'm 80% this, 6% this, whatever. So all those little pieces in you are in you, and there is some sort of collective imprint of karma in those different races. Some races have been victimized. Some races have been the perpetrators more than others, right? For example, if we look at the Native Americans in this country or, or in Canada or, or even around the world in general, that, that, that collective karma is very strong, and, and it's a karma of, uh, of being victimized and, and of being betrayed and tricked, right? And that stays in there, and it's one of the reasons why, the, you know, in the U.S. and Canada, at least, the, the Native and First Nations communities, tend to have a higher rate of alcoholism. And, and I'm not just saying this. You can look up these stats. Alcoholism, domestic abuse, and drug abuse than the outside population. And part of that reason is because the density of the collective karma from their ancestors and, and from the, the collective group of Native peoples, right? So if you're someone, if you're Native American or First Nations or, or Aboriginal or, or anything like that, there, there is that somewhere in you. But you can clear it by, again, asking the question, is this actually mine? Did this happen to me? Did this actually happen to me? Or is this a cellular memory here? And if you can separate from it, and, and separating it from yourself, separating yourself from it doesn't mean you're disacknowledging it. It doesn't. It means you're actually helping to heal it. Because if the Native communities were to heal this karma, completely, then those statistics of alcoholism and drug abuse and domestic violence would go down to zero, okay, which is where we want everyone to be, right? And their abundance would increase and, and their health would increase and all that, right? So you're actually helping your, your ancestry by – what I mean by separating yourself from it, you're not disacknowledging it. You're just saying, this isn't actually mine. This is – in my cells, it's a memory, but it's not actually mine. And I can clear it and be free from it and create a magical life and then show that to my family and show that to my community. You know, I've worked with, with several people who grew up in a, a reservation here in the United States, and I saw for them very clearly how a big part of their life plan was to become free of that collective karma, transmute it, and then give back to their communities by holding workshops in their communities or giving back money to their communities or helping to bring their ancestors up. But sometimes it requires a, a separation period first. You're not shunning or disacknowledging. You're just saying, okay, this is not actually mine. It's not actually me, the individual. It's not actually my karma. And the same goes for the whole thing of like, you know, look at the other side of it, white people, you know, I'm white. Um, did I personally do that to me? No. 
right? But the karma is there. The car- karma being the o- overlord victimizer, you know, is there in in the cells of your white Europeans, a lot of white Europeans. It's a lot harder to transmute the karma from the being the side of the victim, right? Being the Native Americans who were victimized. But there is a, there is a thing to collective karma. And as the collective karma gets healed more and more, the future of this planet is a more homogenous human race, actually. I don't know if it, if it means we all become closer to one homogenous color. A lot of people have theories about that. I don't know about that. It could be. But it, it just in general, we become less separated. We become less separated by race and by lines drawn on a map, and we become one collective culture. So it is part of all of our all of our plans as light workers to heal the collective karma. And whatever your, you know, genealogy is, if you're Irish or, you know, African or 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 native or wherever you came from, there's a special piece of karma that is there for you to heal in some way. And if you just think about it very simply by becoming more empowered, more self-empowered and by your self-esteem becoming healthier than ever before, you're absolutely helping to transmute that because you're, you, you're then becoming free of any of the karma of the collective, which, you know, when someone is victimized, it causes low self-esteem. When someone is a victimizer, they also must have low self-esteem. No, no one in history who has ever victimized another person has had high self-esteem. It doesn't, they may have had confidence, but deep down, they were hurting. Anyone who hurts someone else is hurting themselves. That's a rule. That is a rule. There's no exceptions to that. Anyone who hurts someone else is, is hurting themselves. So even a, a group of people, white Europeans who, who hurt many natives, they were hurting themselves, right? So we're all together. We're all in this game together as one world joining hands, putting the puzzle pieces back together as one collective human race. And that's another way that we defeat the dark ones because as we, the dark ones have done everything they can over the past 2000 years, especially to divide us, divide us with lines drawn on a map, divide us with different symbols that represent different religions, different names for God, right? Different rituals. And now the, our journey back to owning our planet and becoming an empowered, you know, free sparing galactic race has to do with putting our puzzle pieces back together and becoming one planet. So I just wanted to tie that all together because everything ties into everything else. Yes, thank you for that. It's it's painful, but we can do it. We can heal from that. We can look deep within and and heal it, and we're already seeing it, so thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I did want to touch on uh, Twin Flames, because I know a lot of people probably even tuned in just to hear this. Mm-hmm. Twin Flames and Soulmates and, and how that karma works, right? And uh, so I think we can touch on that. Um, we can do a little uh, healing, do the clearing after that. And maybe, you know, if, you, if you'd like and we have anyone, we could take some calls. Um, but, uh, okay, Twin Flames versus Soulmates. How do you know which is which, Okay. There is one twin flame. There are many soulmates. Okay. Now, the one twin flame, it may not be for every, there may not be it in the life plan 
it may not be in everyone's life plan to have that one twin flame in any particular lifetime. For most light workers, we have never been truly united with a twin flame in any other lifetime until now. Maybe some of us in Lemuria and Atlantis, yes. But for most light workers here in 2019, yes, you will have a twin flame if you don't already. Now, the twin flame journey, I like to, from all the people I've worked with, I've kind of noticed two patterns, and I call it type 1 twin flame versus type 2 twin flame. Type 1 twin flame is, this is generally how it goes. You meet someone when you're young, maybe teens, 20s, even 30s. You are together for a while. You separate. You might be friends for a while. You both go your own ways. If you never lose contact, you get back together, you might separate again. <laughs> you come back together again. Eventually, ev- what's happening is every time you're separating, so you were twin flames all along, but every time you're separating, you are going on your own evolution individually, and that was meant to be. That was something that was in the plan. And then when you come back together each time, you're a little bit, it's like puzzle pieces. So at first, when you first meet, you guys don't fit together exactly because there's little cutouts or little jagged pieces that are not fitting quite together in each of your pieces. Like your pieces need some sandpaper. Okay. Every time you separate, the sandpaper comes through your spiritual journey and rubs down your puzzle pieces. Then eventually you come back together and you stay together. Type two twin flame. You go through a series of, karmic soulmates, which I'll discuss in a moment here. And after a series of these karmic soulmates, each one of these karmic soulmates is providing you with the lessons that your soul knows you need to work to in order to become the refined puzzle piece that can merge with the other puzzle piece. But until the refinement happens, you cannot energetically merge with the other puzzle piece. So the sandpaper in the, in the case of a type two twin flame happens through other relationships. And then eventually you meet the twin flame, which you probably, usually what happens, it's someone you've never met before and you meet unexpectedly. That's usually how it happens. And then your puzzle piece is sandpapered enough. Their puzzle piece through their own karmic soulmate experiences are sandpaper enough and boom. And oddly enough, your twin flame isn't always the person you have kids with. It isn't always the person you marry either. I can't tell you how many, how many people I've worked with, especially over the past few years, where, you know, they were married, a couple of kids, they got divorced, or they're in the process of a divorce. And when I look into their future, I see the twin flame. And it's not their husband or ex-husband it's, or ex-wife, it's someone else that they haven't met before. And it's really exciting. It's really exciting to even think about that. Like, what if, like, you know, let's say right now you're listening to this and you're not in a happy marriage or you're thinking about divorce or you're thinking about a breakup or whatever. You're single, you know. What if that person that is your twin flame you haven't met yet? Wouldn't that be exciting, right? Wouldn't it be exciting? Yeah. Or maybe the person you are with is your twin flame. I've worked with a lot of people who are sure. They are so sure that it's your twin flame, and you can tell, you can just feel it. 
I can feel it at least. I can really feel it when someone's really with their twin flame. Sometimes it is an illusion, and sometimes it turns out to be a karmic soulmate. But a lot of a lot of light workers are coming together in that divine union permanently now. The difference between that and a karmic soulmate, karmic soulmate, you'll have many, many different karmic soulmates. And even if you're a type one twin flame, you still may have karmic soulmates before you come together the first time or during those periods of separation, you might have other relationships that are karmic soulmates. Totally, totally happens a lot. So the karmic soulmate is someone, it's a soul that you have a contract with. You have a soul contract with the soul. It could be a soul that's in your soul group or a soul that like we, you know, when someone asks that good question, could be a soul in the larger group of 144 that you then have this contract with to, all right, we're going to help each other learn certain things. We're going to learn how to help each other establish boundaries, help each other learn healthy self-esteem, help each other to express themselves, help each other to unlock themselves, all sorts of different things, right? And that generally happens through relationships that end up being somewhat difficult. The relationships themselves, when they might have really good times, you might have three years of amazing, you know, an amazing relationship, and then it doesn't feel right anymore. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And that's because the soul contract is ending. So if you're in something like that, and 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 this is ringing a bell for you, and you're thinking like, yeah, that sounds like me and blank, you know, like it felt so right for so long, and it doesn't feel right anymore. Well, listen to that. Listen to that, because that's your intuition telling you, well, this is going to end anyways, you know. Uh, and maybe maybe you're better off ending it now and saving yourself a lot of trouble, or maybe not. It's a free will decision. You know, when a soul contract is, is kind of scheduled to end, it's, there's not going to be like a date written on the contract. Rather, there's going to be a general idea, and there's going to be different possible paths of how the relationship might end. Is That'll be in the contract, just like with the life plan. There's a lot of different forks in the road. There's a lot of different ways that it can all play out but if it's meant to end it will sometimes <laughs> in the soul contract there is an option where the people just stay together and they can't evolve in some way until next lifetime that that is something that happens sometimes people this is and, and for more asleep people you know because you might say all right well hey matt like i know like my parents they're friggin' miserable, but they've been together for 60 years. Maybe they're religious and, you know, divorce is not allowed or whatever. Well, what about that? Well, that may be in the soul contract that it's part of their life plan to never learn to express themselves and it would be saved for a next lifetime. Or maybe there's like a little out clause in the contract that says, but if one person does have a spontaneous awakening and say, you know what, maybe I do have free will, regardless of what the pastor says to leave this marriage here and then he or she does there might be a little offshoot to that soul contract where the soul contract may be terminated early so these things are not as cut and dry as it will happen now exactly like this there's always different paths different options with the contracts themselves but if you're feeling like one thing to understand if you're feeling like it's not working anymore you're not failing by ending the relationship, you're honoring the soul contract. You absolutely are honoring the soul contract by ending a relationship that doesn't feel right anymore. If it doesn't feel right, and it hasn't felt right for a while, 
then it may be over. And, and you may just be trying to make something work that is never going to work anymore. It might have worked for a while, and a lot of times what happens, one person, uh, lately in the past couple of years, it seems to be the woman more often than the man. And nothing against men. I, I'm, I'm a man myself. I know it happens in the opposite way, too, because I've seen it. But it seems like a, a lot more has been happening where the woman in a heterosexual relationship is the one that her soul all of a sudden puts on the gas pedal, and she starts evolving at a really rapid rate, and her partner or husband doesn't keep up. And he kind of stays the same, and it creates what I call this vibrational dissonance, this vibrational tension between the two parties until the relationship energetically cannot maintain its structure anymore, and it has to break up because it, or else both people would be miserable, right? And there's a point. There's a point of misery in relationships where that's it. That's it. You can't take it anymore. So if you're there um, and this is really ringing a bell for you, you know, really look deep down. The, the, the thing is don't. I mean, readings can be helpful, and I'm happy to read these for people, of course, but it's important to honor what you feel deep inside, um, and hopefully the reading and the reading you get with me or anyone else will confirm that, you know. But if you feel it deep down that, it, that it's over, then it probably is. It's just a lot of people are meant to break apart um, on, their, on their journey of, of awakening, because it gives them a, an environment that they would not have had otherwise. You know, if you would have stayed together with someone, you would not end up traveling to this place or meeting this person or going to this seminar or, or working with this coach or whatever. Or, and you wouldn't meet your, your twin flame, your true twin flame. If you're with a karmic soulmate and you stay together forever, you'll never meet your twin flame, right? If you're with your twin flame, you know it deep down. You know it. And if you're not sure, then maybe not. Maybe not. So that's just a little uh, clarification, at least from my my perspective and my experience and research. Uh, twin flames versus uh, versus karmic soulmates. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have time for some questions before we get there. Why don't though. we? Um... Yes. Yeah, why don't we do, do our, our clearing first? Why don't we do yes. our clearing first? Absolutely. That's cool. And then we can, we can take, uh, take a few questions. Um, so we're really just going to use the power of intention and the power of being on a group call here where we're all doing this together to clear. Okay? So, excuse me, when we work together, we amplify the field. And right now there's probably thousands or I don't know, more people on this call. There's probably a lot more than that who will hear this eventually. So when we're all doing this together, we're all helping each other to clear this and we can really experience a massive clearing, a massive cellular clearing. And this is such a simple process. All I'm going to ask you to do is we're going to take a few deep breaths here and I'm going to ask you to just Make this declaration, and that's it. And once you make the declaration, I'm going to ask you to visualize something and to feel and just believe that it is done, that you do have the power. We need to remember we we are creator beings. We are co-creators. We are God in physical form. And we need to remember we have the power to clear anything away that we don't want anymore. As long as there's not something in our life plan that's preventing us that says we have to continue to go through this, 
And we don't know. In that case, we don't know. But we can have the power to do everything we can do to clear and to move forward, and we surrender the rest to God. We surrender the rest to the universe, to our higher self, to say, all right, if it is my highest good, for this to be completely cleared, then it will be done. And if not, then you know better than I do, and there's something better meant for me down the line, right? So I'll ask everyone just to take a nice deep breath. And another nice deep breath. And please repeat these words out loud. I acknowledge the presence of my parents and ancestors' karma within me, as well as the presence of the collective karma of the ethnic races that are in my genetic heritage. I acknowledge and remember that none of this karma is actually mine. And thus, I do not need to carry it around with me any further. To the extent that it is in my highest good to let go of this baggage today, I hereby command all parental, ancestral, and collective karma within me to be returned to the light immediately, to be transmuted completely into light. And I'd like you to imagine now the violet flame of, of light around your energy fields, burning away all the karma and all the memories that you don't need anymore. Anything that your higher self says you're ready to let go of right now as you surrender to whatever that might be, how much or how little, surrender to it and imagine yourself in the violet flame of light now burning in this violet flame, beautiful, bodacious, butacious, violet light, violet fire around yourself now. And so, repeat these words, and so it is done, and so it is done, and so it is done, and so I am clear. And now imagine a beam of beautiful white light, the brightest white light you've ever seen coming down through your crown and into your heart and this white light expanding out all around you now, covering your entire energy field with this white light now. And this white light traveling down through your lower chakras and down into the earth as you feel yourself bathing in this beautiful fifth dimensional white light of the Christed One. And this white light is filling in your cells with fifth dimensional lights, with this beautiful adamantium pure essence of God being light that is filling each and every one of your cells, filling in 
spaces of anything that was just let go of in yourself, those beautiful white lights. And as you imagine this, repeat these words, and so I am free. And so I embrace my free will. And so I am. Take a nice deep breath and breathe in this white light now into your body. Feel the white light expand to every cell inside you from head to toe to your fingers. Every part of you filled with white light. Take another nice deep breath and you can open your eyes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sovereignty is the word that comes to the feeling from this. Liberation. Yes. 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 Liberation, yes. sovereignty, liberating mm-hmm. ourselves from karma on all levels so we can have more free will than before. We always have free will, but when we're encumbered by a subconscious mind that is filled with limiting beliefs, when we're encumbered by karma that we believe to be ours and that we have to continue to perpetuate throughout our lives that we don't actually have to we are encumbered and we have less free will in in one sense but when we let go and when we start to work with beliefs do your uh, affirmations belief work and all that and work with coaches and healers whatever works for you read the books that work for you all of a sudden you have more free will than before to create the life you want And then when we all start to create that life we want together, we then are manifesting the new earth. Mm -hmm. (sighs) There it is. Yes. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. All -hmm. right. Matthew, John, you've got some incredible teachings. Um, There's some... um, callers that we can take before we get there. Yeah, so, I'd love to. I do. Well, let's talk about your special offer, right? Sure, no problem. Okay, yeah, cool. Because this is a mastery empowerment course with you as well and some other yeah. teachings. So yeah. that's awesome. So Thank got, you so much. Yeah, we got two two special offers. You can only find this through your website here. And, you know, I, I know you'll tell people how to do that. Um, but the First, basically, you're going to get so much in this. You're going to get basically all of my major teachings over the past two years in this package. And included is a live Master Empowerment course we are doing on November 23rd called Spiritual Hygiene, Cord Cutting, and Grounding 101. November 23rd, 2 o'clock in New York, 11 a.m. L.A., but you can listen. If you can't make it live, you can listen on demand, of course. And we all know we live in a toxic world, but few people actually consider the idea of spiritual toxicity. It is crucial to develop rituals and habits that will cleanse your auric field, cut draining spiritual cords between yourself and others, and ground your energy. So I'm going to teach you essential techniques that you can use daily to cleanse, protect, and ground yourself. By keeping your auric clean, you're much more likely to become a magnet for health, wealth, love, friendship, and success. So we're going to talk about different types of negative energies we can pick up in our energy field, like entities, demons, etheric parasites, curses, black magic, archons, hoppers, watchers, why and how we pick up negative energies, how to clear negative energies on your own, 
shielding techniques to protect you from picking up negative energies, how to know whether you are contracted to be a clearer of darkness. And this sounds like a weird thing, but some of us, it's kind of part of our life plan to be a clearer. Um, and we'll talk a lot more about that. Does raising your vibration mean you will attract more darkness or does it have to be like that? How cords form between people and how to clear them on your own. How to know if you're grounded or ungrounded. How to ground your energy. How to cleanse and protect your home or office from negative energies. How to protect yourself from negative energies while you sleep. What are sexually transmitted demons and how to avoid them. And much more. We're going to do a couple of clearing techniques live on the call. And uh, we may also have time to take live questions, uh, time permitting. So that's on November 23rd. You get that as part of either of the two special offer packages uh, that we're offering here. Both are at a discount of 57% off, which is a lot. I was like, whoa, are we really doing that? We're like, yeah, all right, let's do it. 57% off. Uh, so package one, you get that. You also get seven of my past webinars, Awakenings of the Divine Masculine, which was an amazing, amazing master empowerment course where we really helped people to step into their ma their mastery as it doesn't matter if you're a male female, transgender, whatever. We all have masculine and feminine energies within, helping you to step into, into mass, step into mastery of the masculine energies like courage, logic, intellect, practicality, planning, goal setting, intentional living, manifestations. We go into all of that, how to properly use the law of attraction. You get the Creating the 5DU Mastery Empowerment Course which is a really, really cool course where we do a whole bunch of different exercises. This is one where you want a, a pen and paper to figure out what are your blockages in your life, what is preventing you from moving forward and creating the life you want to live, and then we clear them. We Together on the call, we, we clear these blockages together. You get to experience your future self on your highest possible timeline. How cool is that? You get to see your future on this call. We do. We have the Dissolving the Ego webinar, which is another fantastic webinar, uh, including it, my 12 group energetic clearings on the call, 12 clearings on the call. People have told me they've listened to it like three times because they liked it so much. And the intention for this is when you listen to this one, you feel so much different and lighter afterwards. And we talk about how life breaks down the ego, how to truly open your heart to life, how to experience greater harmony in relationships. We do talk about relationships, how to become totally aligned with the present moment. And I present my 12 pillars of dissolving the ego. And this is a teaching you won't find anywhere else in my videos, the 12 pillars of dissolving the ego. You get the Mastering Your Intuition Mastery Empowerment course. This is all about discernment, intuition, and different and harnessing your, your innate intuitive power that everyone has without necessarily having to take a six-month course, uh, you know, on, on psychic development everywhere. This will give you practical tools where after listening to this for an hour, 41 minutes, your intuition is already going to be better. Really, really practical exercises, especially practical exercises to help you with clear decision-making, visualizations to help you protect yourself, energetically, but also to make decisions as well. How to identify your personal, physical, intuitive cues, and how to use different tools like pendulums and things like that. That's all in there. Putting the past in the past webinar. This is all about clearing out the past from this lifetime. 
clearing out all the things that have happened in the past that don't feel like they're totally cleared yet. This is going to do all that and how to finally move on from heartbreak, navigating the dark night of the soul. For any of you who feel like you're in a dark night of the soul right now, or you just came out of one, or you got a friend or family member or your partner is in one, this will help you understand the dark night of the soul, why the dark night happens, how we can move through it, and uh, how, how we can move through it faster, potentially, you know, with, without going through so much and without going crazy in the dark night of the soul, because it's not fun. But we've all been through dark nights. Some of us are going through it right now on this call. This is perfect for you. A deeper level of forgiveness, which just like the title um, points to, it's all about learning to forgive more quickly than ever before. Because when you really understand forgiveness from the deepest level, from the soul level, you can then actually learn to forgive yourself and others in a lot of circumstances much more quickly and permanently. And uh, this is another one of those that people have listened to and told me it's completely changed their lives. Uh, there is a guided meditation to meet your spirit guide and a, to activate your psychic gifts. And also there is an activation to activate your self-love. So 10 items in that. Uh, again, 57% off, uh, $111 U.S. for that. It's an amazing deal. And offer two, you get all of that plus a personal reading with me. I am offering the special 40-minute soul plan readings only for Quantum Conversations listeners. I don't have this type of reading anywhere else. You won't find it anywhere else if you find my stuff or whatever. It's only for, for Quantum Conversations listeners, a special 40-minute reading, okay? And what we're going to do, we're going to read your life plan. We're gonna, I'm going to connect with your guides, and we read your life plan. We tell you what is it that you are really supposed to learn from this lifetime. What are your soul lessons? We can read your relationships, okay? We can read briefly what happened in a past life between yourself and your mom or your partner, whatever. Why did your soul plan this relationship and what do you need to learn from it? How does it get resolved? And also, what type of light worker are you? Are you meant to become a healer? Are, what is meant to happen for you in the future? I look into, well, we, the guys, I look into your future on your highest possible timeline. We see your future and we see what things that may be preventing you, what energetic things or even more practical things that you're going through right now might be preventing you from manifesting that future as quickly as you want to. Um, and the option, the offer to, just because my schedule is so, I'm so busy all the time, um, I, I can only schedule 20 of these. So, there's only 20 of the offer twos available, and they'll probably sell out. So if you if you think you might want to get the reading with it, you know, get on it. Um, you should be able to get in uh, sometime in late November or December um, if you get in on it pretty soon. That's only $155, so just $44 more than offer one for that plus a 40-minute personal session with me. Yes, okay, so a personal 40-minute session with Matthew. We're going to actually do a couple of really super mini sessions so people can get a feel more of what that's like with you and your ability to really tune in and see what's going on. And I know that when we go yeah. in depth like that, it really, um, a lot can get done. 
So before we go to the phone line, I want to say that yeah. Matthew John's special offer is available at AcousticHealth.com. Click on Marketplace, and you'll see QC Special Offers. Matthew John's offers right there. We also have a quick link, and that is bit.ly. So that is B-I-T bit dot L-Y slash Matthew John offer. Bit dot L-Y slash Matthew John offer. Okay, so we have time for a few callers tonight. Let's go to our first one in um, Denver. I believe this is um, Deborah or Denise. Hello, you're unmuted. Diane? Area code 303? All right, we'll move on. Let's go up to Muskegon, Michigan. Everybody, I'm sorry to interrupt. It reminds me of uh, I, I, my whole life I grew up. I still love radio, uh, like especially sports radio. And like once in a while, some guy will have his radio on and there's a seven-second delay. And always the host is, is like, oh, my God. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. You're on the air. Come on, man. Multitasking city, right? This is our world of technology, but we adapt and we can deal with it. By the way, All right. whoever that was, I, I'm just I'm just having fun. My I I'm a very as I was telling my new friend today, I'm a very jokey person. So no no offense intended. Um, and no. please call back. Please call back whoever that yeah. person was. Yeah, call back, call back. Um, a sense of humor is required here, everyone, right? As we are ascending, we lighten up to ascend yeah. and lighten up on Certainly. all levels. Yeah. So just a so, chuckle. Think of the Dalai Lur- Lama. Lorraine, sorry to, interrupt, sorry to inter- interject. Uh, just so we can kind of um, lay the groundwork for, for these calls, just like we had discussed, uh, you know, beforehand. Yeah. Um, I what, what I'd like to do uh, is focus on relationships. So I'd like all the questions to be about relationships, and these can be about family relationships or about uh, romantic relationships um, especially. And what I can do for people is I can connect with my guys and look into, um, as to be shown, what the past life karma is, at least what happened in the most recent past life, and um, how this can get resolved in this lifetime, what might need to be learned. So... Mm. And let's try to keep it, you know, keep these not, not three super minutes. long, you know, two yes. couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. I think um, a mini session of three minutes per caller <laughs> so we can okay. try to do as many as we can. This will be fun. Ready? Let's go. I think this is um, Muskegon, Michigan, and phone number ending in 2378. Hello, you are unmuted. What's your name, please? Hey, my name is Destiny. Hi, Destiny. Hey, Destiny. Hey. Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. I wrote in, too. So I wrote in to your call just in case I didn't get called on the phone. Um, um, The issue right now, this is actually happening right now. Um, Mm -hmm. My aunt, my my mother's sister, is putting um, black magic spells and curses on me, like, every time I turn around. And she's been doing this for two years. I mean, right now, like, actually, right now, this is happening, so it's such a trip. Um, But it's weird. I was listening to everything you were saying, and I'm wondering if the karma here 
is actually to teach me a lesson, if it's actually for me to learn to love myself, for me to learn to forgive myself. Well, undoubtedly, it's a part of it, yeah. Undoubtedly, that's a part of it. So when when we're dealing with, with black magic, which is not necessarily my specialty, but I do know a little bit about it. And so first of all, the rule is you never want to send it back because when you send it back, it only creates more. So you want to neutralize Well, I mean, I do like, you want to neutralize I do like reversal. I've been doing reversal candles because, I mean, I don't want to get into – I don't want to be getting uh, into no black magic crap, you know what well, I mean? But I don't want to feel yeah, the effects yeah. either. Well, but but here's the thing. Uh, you want to reverse it but not send it back. You want to you want to reverse it and send it to the light. It's a little it's a little it's like it's like if you're always sending it back to sender, it's just going to be like this constant fight that's going on energetically. Mm. You just want to take the energy and neutralize it. Um, use your intention to neutralize it. Um, if you want to consult someone who's, you know, more of a specialty in black magic, I would suggest that. Um, but yeah, you want to be always neutralizing it. And the, what's important to, is to understand is this is obviously helping, like you'd already suggested, to teach you about self-empowerment. Because you, whenever anyone's being victimized, whether physically or energetically, there's always that aspect of it where your soul is really asking you and her soul is helping you to learn that. And let, let me, let me check in. Um, so okay. let, let me ask yeah, my guide to, um, uh, to, to see what, what might've happened here in a past life. Uh, so uh, just, just give me a minute here. I'm just going to be silent for, yeah, for, for sure. 30 seconds Thank to a you. minute here. Hold on. And by the way, before I said, uh, Loren, maybe if you want, it's up to you. It's, it's your show. But uh, while I'm being silent here and reading, if you if you want to talk to fill the, the dead air, like that's fine. I'll just turn my phone down so I'm not hearing it and I can concentrate. That's fine with me. Um, it's up to you because sometimes it may take me up to a minute to kind of see what I need to see. Okay. All right, so in the sanctity of not disturbing the transmission coming through to Matthew, we'll just uh we'll just honor you, destiny, and just uh Aww, thank yeah, you. thank you thank for you. listening to this program and for uh, oh opening my God, are you your kidding heart? me? I am honored. I am honored to listen. You guys, this this show has taught me so lot, so much, so much. Good. <sighs> yes, I know. Um, we're all New Earth leaders, and you know, when we're really liberated from these issues, it's amazing. I had a timer going too, and it's difficult to put linear time on a conversation like this. Well, we so can we'll just, just be, be quiet here. for a moment. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm we'll just cool be with here. being quiet. Um, I am too. All right. So I got what I need to get here. Um, so what I saw, Destiny, is that several past lives where your soul and your aunt's soul we're constantly fighting 
There was a, a sword <laughs> fight scene. There was a scene where you were both men and both businessmen, it looked like, and battling over power and money. And there's just been mm. constant bat- a constant battle. And I asked my guides to and, – and it's been both sides. It's been both sides attacking each other. And I asked my guides mm-hmm. to, to tell me, all right, like, how does this get resolved in this lifetime? And what they said was there needs to be a ceasefire. So what that means is that energetically, all right, if she's sending black magic towards you, you don't send it back, you neutralize it, and you get to a place spiritually where you can have unconditional love and forgiveness for this person, and that love will overwhelm whatever she's sending you, and eventually the relationship will become, she'll she'll probably just stop eventually. She'll probably just stop. Um, She'll She'll lose interest or something else will happen in her life. And eventually I do feel that it might take till maybe your aunt's on, on her deathbed, but it, this relationship will actually be healed in this lifetime. Oh, that's good. I don't want to hear that it's going to take that long. <laughs> um, it may not. It may not. But, but it, it, it does Well, we could go like further, it, though. So if I... If, yeah, we could go further too. So if I got your package, then we could actually look deeper into how. Because I don't yeah, understand how to how do you neutralize it? Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't, well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, uh, you're. you're I, I don't want to take up all your time. A, a, Honestly, no, 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 no. It's okay, I think what I'm going to do. Briefly. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Or if, yeah, if you want to order the package, we we can talk about it on the. On yeah, the I do. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what I should do. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for You're looking welcome. into that because that You're makes welcome. sense. Like, no, I feel no that. Like, I feel yeah. that. Woo. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you for everything. Yeah, that's amazing that you picked up on that, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Destiny. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We have time for one more caller. Let's go to... Corona, California. Hi, caller. You're unmuted. What's your name? This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Okay, so, so you my have a question, question. is, mm. yes, I have um, my sister and her family moved in with me and my family, and I feel like it's a karmic problem, and it's just I feel like it's just causing problems throughout both families. We're just constantly fighting and feeling, you know, like we're getting mm. stepped on. So I don't know how to resolve my karmic or sure. I don't know if it's karmic or yeah so what sure what's your who, advice for me who, yeah 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 so uh, which person uh is it do you have the most do you personally have the most difficult relationship with overall is it, is it your sister I would say my brother-in-law the person she's married to so I think I'm okay, having the okay. worst so it's, problem it's, it's him it's him okay and um what uh what is the one thing that he does that triggers you the most? Just not helping out with um, just the, if we need ask him to help with something, he just, you know, avoids us or just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just leaves, you know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. we were hoping it would be kind of a group effort, you know, like to just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to do things or, you know, even to pay mm-hmm. bills, but nope, it's, it's a no, mm-hmm. it's a nothing coming from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'll do here is I'm going to I'm going to go up to my guides uh and meditate for a minute here. I'm going to see uh I'm going to ask to see 
karmic relationship between you and your sister and also uh, you and your brother-in-law. Um, so, okay, so just give me a minute here. I'll be right back. And we'll just be quiet here too, Jamie. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So what I got is that um, in the most recent lifetime, where actually all three of you were incarnated together, you and your sister, I, I did see you as also being sisters in that lifetime as well. The brother-in-law right now was your father. And what happened was he was really absent and distant. He was never around. You guys never felt like you had a dad. And uh, he just he probably was, wasn't very good to your mom either in that lifetime. And he, he died. He died and you guys, well, it felt like you never had a dad. And then something happened. You guys always stuck together. You guys, something happened where you ended up in a foster home, it seemed like. I don't know how long ago this was. Something that was kind of like you had to live with another family. And then there was some sort of tragedy that happened. Like the image was like being swept away. like. There was a flood or a hurricane or, or or something happened where you and your sister both left that lifetime as children, actually, as as perhaps teens. And you're so in, in this lifetime, you and your sister are have this deep subconscious fear that if you're ever separate from each other, you're both in trouble because you had to stay together through this really traumatic lifetime before. And eventually you guys left the planet together at the same time. And so there's this real deep subconscious fear of ever being separate from each other. And what actually needs to be resolved here 
is for you and your sister to feel totally safe on a deep level being separate from each other, actually. It doesn't mean you don't see each other. Just being separate and feeling like you both have your independent lives and you both have enough abundance to live separately from one another and to live the different life because you both have a lot of subtle differences, some not so subtle, right, where you want to live a little different lives than each other. And that's what needs to happen. And by both both of you then kind of having this life that you both separately want while still seeing each other, the living together thing is not going to last forever because energetically that's not really the the resolution. The resolution is not actually living together. It's actually living separate from each other, um, but both having enough abundance, really. And with the brother-in-law, Try, doing the best you can to separate projecting onto him uh, other men in your life from your past where they've acted in similar ways because subconsciously it's reminding you of maybe your father in this lifetime or maybe some ex in this lifetime or whatever. And as you separate that from, you know, just, all right, this is just this person here, it will bother you less. But eventually, yeah, you guys need to kind of live separately. Does, does some of that make sense or feel right? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think um, especially because oh, the way you mentioned that, yeah, I can relate with my husband, you know, and that kind of does, it kind of it plays into that. It just um, completely okay. makes sense. So, yeah. Well, thank you. That's, that's very interesting. It's a lot of insight you're for welcome. me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah, that was a lot of insight. I mean, you'll have to go deeper in that, you know. Um, yeah, your brother-in-law is your father. Wow. Okay. Have fun unpacking was. that. Yeah. <laughs> was. <laughs> was. Yeah, was. Well, no, was. you're right, though. No, no, no. I, you're, you know what? You're right. Is in a quantum sense because in another sense, all time folds onto itself and the past, the present, and future are all the same moment. So you're right. Wow. Okay. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for that. You are really, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a a unique ability there to tap into that. And it's very helpful for people. So thank you. And again, for those who wish to work with Matthew in his teachings, in his upcoming Mastery Empowerment course, uh, you can purchase that by itself. It is included in his package of all those other teachings that are there for you. Those are downloads. And also that private session. If you want to work with Matthew John to heal these areas or anything in your life, please go to that special offer link at bit.ly slash Matthew John offer. Well, Matthew, thank you so much. I want to give you a moment to share any last comments that we didn't get to today. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I'm very grateful for allowing you, allowing me to, to be on your platform again here. And I really think that we, I, I got a lot of deep understandings today. And I, and I hope people can take these deep understandings. You know, if you want to listen to this a second time and take some notes, there's a lot of great information here. Um, I have a YouTube channel where there, I have a lot of other, uh, videos where I talk about karma and and things like that. Um, nothing that you'll find in in the in the the webinars though that are on the package. That stuff is is really really deep deep healing. 
my videos are more just uh, little little bits here and there of teachings. But uh, my my uh, YouTube channel is You Are a Divine Human. If anyone wants to find that, and um, I hope everyone just can really take this deeper level of understanding out of out of this uh, this session we had with each other today to understand more deeply that yeah everything kind of is planned out as it was meant to be, and if something isn't working, then it may be because it wasn't meant to work out. It wasn't meant to work out, at least for now. Maybe we need, maybe I need some separation from this person for a while in order for this to be resolved later. You know? Or maybe it is time to resolve this. And now knowing that some of this is karmic and some of this does come from a past life, that now we can work on this together. And, you know, God, I mean, if, if you and for those of you who are in conscious relationships, I mean, you know, have your, your husband or, or wife or partner listen to this, you know, listen to this this uh, audio here and, and so they can understand more fully. And then you guys can talk about, you guys can ruminate and wonder, wow, who who was I to you in a past life and what happened? And that's why we fight over grapes or whatever, <laughs> you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or a broken wheel on the stroller, you know, that's why. So it, the the more we understand, the the more that things become easier to move through and to heal from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that little bit of awareness in those past lives really does help resolve a lot of issues. You might even mm-hmm. clear up allergies. And so beautiful work oh, that we're yes. doing. Oh, mm-hmm. No, that's such a great point. Yes, because, <laughs> you know, metaphysically speaking, thank you for bringing that up. Metaphysically speaking, you know, uh, a lot of times I don't I don't necessarily believe it's 100 percent of the case because there are also some viruses are real, parasites are real, bacteria is real, heavy metals are real. But in a lot of cases, when we do heal the emotional side of things, then we will see the symptom or the disease eventually disappear. Um, The one you know, one thing that comes to mind is cancer. Cancer metaphysically has to do with guilt, shame, and not being able to say what you really feel, especially to someone else. Now, not not always, in not all cases, because, of course, there's children that have cancer when they're very young, and that's, it's certainly not the case with them. That's more of a, a karmic thing that's in the life plan. But a lot of times, cancer does have to do with these deep wounds between couples or between uh, a mother and uh, or brother and sister or a mother and a son or so yeah when we we work through this stuff we're we're paving the way for a, a physically healthier life too so yeah absolutely mhm okay beautiful well thank you so much and again yes. get those personal sessions with Matthew Matthew this has been beautiful again your teachings are wonderful and we're just uh, excited to have you here and we thank you for helping us with these issues yes it's healing it's liberating thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much thank you matthew john okay my friend until next time namaste Mm -hmm. thank you Again, Matthew John's special offer is on the quick link bit.ly slash Matthew John offer. 
Again, bit.ly slash MatthewJohnOffer. It's also available at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com. In the marketplace, under special offers. Now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic hearts. Enjoy. for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com I'm Loren Gailey and from my sacred heart to yours I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com Namaste Namaste